Happy Monday, my friends. How are you? Well, as promised, I'm back. And this is the new format for Today I Choose. Maybe we should rename it This Week I Choose because now Today I Choose will just happen on a Monday. Um, I chose Monday because so many of you love a good motivational start to your week. And uh, obviously right now in the UK, a lot of life has gone back to normal. Hello. Hello, the hairdressers are reopened. This is good news, people. And so life is a little bit more normal than it has been. And so we wanted to adjust today, I choose to fit with that new rhythm. And so rather than just say bye and not be here, I'm still here every Monday. I will be here to start your week with a bit of motivation, enthusiasm, and a lot of love. So how are you? I hope you're good. I hope you had a good weekend. And uh, let's dive in to today I choose to start the week off with. And today I want to challenge us all to live a life that is more selfless. In a day and an age like we live in, our culture tells us that we should get all we can, hold on to all we can, and get as much for ourselves because that's what our worth and our value, they say, is attached to. And we know that is not the kingdom way. We know that we serve a God that gave his own son for our sakes. We know that he paid the ultimate price of selflessness so that we could have freedom. And so our example is not the world's way. Our example is God's way. But let's be honest, we can go through seasons where we just slip back into being a little bit selfish, selfish with our time, a little bit self-focused in what we spend our energy on, a little bit selfish in maybe the way that we share our life or we share our finances. And there's no time like after time we've just been through and after a time we're living in where we feel like our own lives have taken a hit, maybe circumstantially, financially, and everything inside us is tempted to withdraw. We're tempted to become a little bit more selfish. Now listen, I want you to know self-care is very important. You should take time for yourself. You should invest in yourself. You should love yourself. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when your whole world is actually built around yourself and all you think about are your needs and what you want more than anybody else or considerate of anyone else. That's what I'm talking about. And the Bible talks a lot about that. So let me read this scripture to you first of all, to kind of help us get underway with this way of thinking. It says this, it says the person who plants selfishness, ignoring the needs of others, ignoring God, harvests a crop of weeds. All you'll have to show for his life is weeds. But one who plants in response to God, letting God's spirit do the growth and work in him, harvests a crop of real life, eternal life. I want to ask you the question, what kind of crop do you want in your life? Because if we plant seeds of selfishness, then we end up with a life of weeds. What do those weeds look like? Well, they look like those weeds that we get when we just ignore other people and we just take care of ourselves. Weeds of just apathy, weeds of a lack of compassion, weeds of just a neglect of others around us, those weeds of uncaring and being careless with what we have. We don't want those weeds in our life, but it's a constant job, right? To pull the weeds out. 
I mean, I'm not a gardener, and uh, but we have a garden, and I do know that I can pull a weed out next week, and in a couple of weeks, the same weed will have grown back. Why? Because those weeds have big roots, and you got to get to the root of the issue if you don't want the weed to reappear. And it's the same with our lives, and when it comes to this area of selfishness, we can think we beat it in an area, but you know what? It can just stick its head back up above the soil of our lives, and there it is again. So we have to go back to the source and remove it again. You know, there's a story in the Bible. It's actually found in two Kings and it's in two Kings and it's in seven. And it talks about this siege that happens in Samaria. And this siege happens in the place where these four lepers had previously lived. They've been kicked out of town. They've been moved to the outskirts of where they lived because of their leprosy. They'd been treated in a way that was unkind, in a, tr- in a way that actually had hurt them. And so while they've been removed from everything they knew and left with nothing, there's a, there's there's a siege that happens and a famine happens in the land that they are from. Long story short, you can read it for yourself. Time doesn't permit me to read it. But basically, God actually sends this um, this victory. So the army begin to scatter that had the land under siege. But the people inside the city don't know that they are now free. And the enemy flees and they leave everything. They leave all their goods, all their food, all of their, all of their treasures. They just leave them and they flee because they think they're going to be attacked. So the lepers now find themselves on the outskirts of where they've been kicked out. Those people are in severe famine, but now they find themselves in this area where there's no enemy and they have all the plunder. And these four lepers begin to realize we can eat as much as we want. We can have as much as we want. No one's going to take it from us because they don't know that there's all this stuff. And so as they sat around eating, just feeling like we're entitled to this, we've not been treated well, this is right. One of them says to the other lepers, it's not good what we're doing. He says, this is not good. We can't keep this to ourselves. There are people over there that we need to share this with. That's what I'm talking about. When you have every right to hold on to what you have, when you have every right to say, it's not fair, why should I share? When you have every right to say, they weren't kind to me, so why should I be kind to them? There comes a point where you have to get to that place where selfishness, even in those moments, gets shut down. That's what that leper did. He shut it down. He said, I know we could sit here, but it's not right. Can we live the kind of life that every time where we feel like withholding because of what's happened around us, we allow ourselves to actually stand up and silence the selfishness and say, nope, I'm not going to live that way because that lifestyle leads to weeds. And I don't want to keep uprooting weeds that I actually want to finish in my life once and for all, you know, I was considering when I was going to stop doing today, I choose. There are a lot of reasons why you could say, yeah, that's not a problem. I've done enough. But you know what? Some of that was a little selfish. It was because I know it doesn't take that much for me to go to the word and to pray and then just to record this and send it out there and help people. And so you just say to the selfish part that goes, oh, just don't bother. Oh, just don't do it. You say, no, be quiet. You know why? Because there's a better harvest when I plant a different seed, a harvest of lives being helped, people encouraged and things changing, right? We all get to make those decisions. 
Let me read you another verse. This is a really great verse. It's in Psalm 73. I'm going to read it from the Message Bible. It says this, there's no doubt about it. God is good. God is good to good people, good to the good hearted. But I nearly missed it. I nearly missed seeing his goodness because I was looking the other way. I was looking up to the people at the top who were, had everything and I was envying what the wicked had. It's a picture, isn't it, of someone saying, wow, I want what they've got. Scrolling through social media, I want what they've got. And while you're looking at what others have got and you're envying what others have got, it begins to make you selfish, selfish in the way you think, selfish in the way you act, and you miss out on the goodness of God. Listen, God is so good. He's been so generous to us. He's been so kind to us. Even in the hardest of times, God has been good. And he told told us we would have trouble in this life and he told us we'd have to go through valleys but he told us that his goodness would be there every single day God's not selfish God is generous towards us and he's saying in this picture if you're not careful when you're selfish you start to look for what you want you start to desire what others have it takes you in a way where you move your perspective of all the good stuff you already have of all the good you could be doing and you start to go after and envy and go and be jealous for what other people have. Selfishness drives our, our attention to those kinds of things. And that's why we've got to make sure that we keep our eyes fixed on the goodness of God. You don't need to fear lack when God's your father. You don't need to fear that God's not going to be there for you when he's told you about his faithfulness and his commitment to you. You don't need to worry about any of that. So when selfishness says, whoa, hold on, be careful, you can say, I don't need to. God is good. God is faithful. I'm going to live a life that's loud and generous in its giving and in its speaking and in its acting, right? That's the kind of life that I want to lead. And that's the kind of life that we are called to. So where do you need to beat selfishness? Is it in your time? Is it in the way that you kind of lend yourself to listen to others? Are you selfish when it comes in the conversation? Do you hog all the airspace? We can all be guilty of these small things that we maybe don't think are selfish. But think about it. If in a room and in a conversation, yours is the only need that gets heard, yours is the only complaint that gets to be aired, then isn't that a little selfish? Maybe there's someone else in that space who needs to be heard. Maybe there's someone else that's going through far worse than you are and therefore it needs us to give attention and be less selfish. Maybe you're selfish when it comes to your possessions. You don't maybe consider that you are. Maybe you feel like, well, I give to this area or I give to that charity so I'm not selfish. But what about giving when no one's asking it for you and no one's looking? Do you live open-handed? Do you say, God, everything I have is yours? Are you able to allow God to take things from you that you didn't even realize he may ask or expect from you? Or do you hold on to certain things, hide them away and say, God, you can have this, but you can't have that. Are you selfish when it comes to your friendships? Do you get jealous if they begin a friendship with someone else and don't even include you? Would that bother you? Maybe you become selfish and you don't want to share that friendship. You don't want to allow anyone else into that tight circle that you've drawn around your life. We can be selfish with our possessions. We can be selfish with our words. 
Are your words generous? Do you compliment someone till they can't stand it anymore? Do you speak life over them till they're like, wow, I, I feel 10 feet tall when I'm with you? Or do you kind of resentfully say something nice because you feel, well, why should I compliment them? No one's complimented me. See, selfishness is not just about one thing. It can be in everything. And that's why we got to look out for it. And that's why when it speaks up, we got to shut it down. You know, the end of that story in 2 Kings 7 is that those lepers go and they let the people know, hey, there's food here, there's supply here, there's the provisions here. And those people stream out of that place where they've been locked down, stream out of that place where it's got so bad, they were even eating children. It got that bad. And they had the good news. And without sharing that good news, more horrific things could have happened in that place. See, you have no idea that you're releasing of something could be such a blessing to someone else. Sometimes we just hold back for so many reasons that actually don't make any sense when we know that God is our source. And so I want to encourage you this week as you head into a week, a week where we're not going to see each other, but you're going to see so many other people. I'm going to ask you, how could you increase your generosity? Not in in just a financial way, unless that's what God puts his finger on. But I mean, how could you be less selfish? Think about your diary. Who's getting all your time this week? Think about the conversations. Who's getting to be included in those this week? Think about the way you're going to be generous with your serving. How many people will benefit from that? Is it just the things that benefit you or is it the things that benefit others? Think about your home, your space. Now that in England, you can have a few more people in your space. So now's the time to say, you know, who hasn't had that invitation? Who hasn't been included? And let's just make sure that selfishness doesn't creep back in. You know, one of the great things I've loved about lockdown is this sense of everybody coming together. We've not been able to physically be together, but everyone's gone out of the way to make sure that they reach out, they connect, they ask, are you okay? Let's not re-enter the busyness of our life and then suddenly go back to our selfish ways where we don't take care of one another, where we don't ask after one another. But let's keep this thing up of actually sharing the good sharing the good news, sharing the favor that's on our lives with others. So let's live a week this week where we say to selfishness, be quiet. And we say to our hearts and hands, open up wide and be a blessing. That's the week I want to have. I don't know about you, but I think that's a great way to spend the rest of this week. I love you. I'm going to miss you tomorrow. Ah! But I will be back on Monday and I'll read all your comments. And hey, tomorrow you can listen to the podcast um, that I do with Nat. Just get on there and listen to that. So you get me again tomorrow. And I'm going to keep posting encouraging stuff all throughout the week. But I'll see you this way next Monday. Same time, same place. I love you all. Have a great week.